Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Right Guys Podcast, where we're trying to prevent civil war. And now your hosts, Josh Hammerling and Max McGuire. Welcome back to another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. My name is Max McGuire here with Mr. Producer Josh Hammerling. Uh, welcome back. Thanks. We are, uh, it's been a little bit. Yeah. Been a little while. Apologies. I was on vacation. You were on vacation. Then we had Christmas. And, um, and it went that way. So, and here we are on the, the, the back side of it. Well, did we miss anything? And... Did we miss anything? I don't know. There was this thing in Colorado where they wanted to take Trump off the ballot. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, and... I say it facetiously, we missed... Some of the best news the, of the year. Well, no, vacation. I mean, let's be honest. It's the closest. We are now the closest we've been to a second civil war. I would argue that we've ever been in this country. What's scary is you've said that same yeah. statement before, like a yeah. year or two ago. So continue. Sorry, I just want to point that out. No, you're right. And the data is really clear when you look at like the polarization data for the United States. It is harder and harder for Republicans to be friends with Democrats, for Democrats to be friends with Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's as bad as it's ever been. And every year, the political science journals come out and say, <clears throat> it's as bad as it's ever been. Yeah. Now we have this, two states, Colorado, Maine, saying that the Republican frontrunner, and based on the real clear politics average of polls, the presidential 2024 frontrunner beating Joe Biden right now, mm-hmm. not only nationwide, but in the swing states, two states, well, let's be very clear, not two states, five people, four judges in Colorado and one yeah. secretary of state in Maine yeah. have declared mm-hmm. that even though Donald Trump has never been charged or convicted of insurrection, that he still committed it and therefore he's disqualified. Wow. Wow. What if I was to commit insurrection and suddenly i'm disqualified i mean imagine if every enemy you had has committed yeah. a form of insurrection right and that you know how vague could that be like oh yeah he went down to the capitol he had some picket signs up and he was clearly you know he was going well, after us and well that that's the thing right we right. were streaming when january 6 happened and i remember mm-hmm. laughing at people scaling the side of the building yeah. and saying just go in and open the door right mm-hmm. like yeah. why would you climb to the third story just go in and open the door that could be interpreted as encouraging insurrection. Right, because you're storming the house, right? Oh, that would be crazy. And it wouldn't take much. I mean, what rises to the level of insurrection then? Because well, the there law, were people there that, you know, were just walking inside. Yeah. Was that insurrection after somebody people climbed the People just went the to the bathroom. Yeah. I talk about these cases all the time. There were elderly women who just went in to use the restroom. Bathroom, right. Or your and they got charged. Was, your cell yeah. phone was there. You know, it, it's crazy how suddenly, like, cell phone data is reliable and we can charge people for crimes on it but something else happens with democrats and then yeah the, the story is well it's never reliable it's never it's never usable yeah but they had all that it was that insurrection just because i had my phone there around well, other we have a legal we have a law 18 usc section 2383 rebellion or insurrection and it states whoever incites sets on foot assists or engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the united states or the laws thereof or gives aid or comfort thereto shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. That's a crime. So are we, are we supposed to believe that every time 
code pink shows up at a at a hearing in Congress and disrupts hearing a hearing disrupts congressional business that they have rebelled against the authority of the United States are all of the code pink people going to prison for nine years no they get slaps on the wrist they get trespassing time served yeah, yeah. and they're and they're free to do it again next week but only in the case of Trump and the January sixers is this considered an insurrection or a rebellion um but Josh, Donald Trump has not been charged with this crime. Jack Smith has has stretched the law in many ways. Mm-hmm. He has exp- expanded upon what the law means. He, he's really made some very poor arguments, but he stretched as far as he could go to argue that Trump has committed different crimes. He didn't charge him with this crime. Yeah, because he couldn't. And he can't. Because if he could, he would have. It's a 50 well, 50. He, he, he could bring it before a grand jury. And I bet but, you a grand jury in District of Columbia would agree. Mm-hmm. I bet you could convince a grand jury to convict, to, to indict the ham sandwich on insurrection. I think you could do it. But he was still president at the time. And the president is immune <clears throat> to a lot, except for insurrection. But I mean, I can, can the president. Were, can the president rebel against himself? I mean, this is the, we're getting into crazy territory right. here. Because you would have to tell people, I'm not leaving, this place is mine, right? And yeah. then go out, my minions, and destroy the world, right? That's essentially yeah. would be like insurrection, right? It would have to rise to that level. I would have to say or write down somewhere that I actively want to destroy the United States, right? That that would rise to it, and then maybe have people on your side you you coax the army i mean it would take a lot for that to happen could they do it possibly but did that happen is the that pro- insurrection and the problem is if you actually listen to his speech which they never want to do he very much did not engage in insurrection he told people to protest peacefully and patriotically i know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard today peacefully and patriotically josh yeah are are we really supposed to believe that a president a sitting president telling people to go peacefully and patriotically protest to exercise their first amendment right to petition the government for a redress of grievances that him telling them that is insurrection I was looking for my dog whistle for a minute there because apparently the it's a like a dog whistle word. Yes, what he when you said when he said patriotically, what he meant was that all of the warriors should go down there and and totally trash the place. I'm sure that that's what it was. It has to be. But you know, I can be patriotic just by putting my hand over my heart and standing up front and just being quiet, right? So. Yep. What is patriotically like? There's so many twisting of words here. It's getting gross. It's getting to the point where it's it's not even real. It, it, it just blatantly they hate it. They hate him. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's there. It's there. I'm gonna real quick just measure this distance um, from him to the Capitol. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's about a yeah. mile. It's a it's a mile and a half. Right. I'll go ahead and put up on, on my screen. Um, it's a mile and a half. Now, 
1.37 miles if you really walk perfectly. But in these situations, there's fences up, there's guardrails. <laughs> you can't really just walk as the crow flies a straight line. So it's between 1.3 and 1.5 miles away, the ellipse where he was giving this speech and the Capitol building. If anyone's ever walked in D.C. at one of these events, mm -hmm. you yeah. can't do this quickly. Like on a normal day, you might be able to jog um, around the reflecting pool and past the Washington Monument, you might be able to put in a workout there. Sure. But when there's tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, you're walking at a snail's pace. Yeah, <clears throat> you're not quick. And it's a long distance. And Max, were they, were they carrying torches that were on fire? No. Were they calling to pull them out and take them out of their seats and put them in the streets and fire them on the spot? No. Was it an armed rebellion? Did they have their rifles and their pistols in the air threatening people to make stuff happen? No. 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 So and, this is right. not, it does not rise to the level. This is not an insurrection. This is people protesting. So where's the line between protesting and insurrection? And does that line move? I want to I want to read a little bit from the Colorado decision because they actually admit that he told people to peacefully. They, they said this is what the decision says, quote, the fact that at one point during a speech, President Trump said that everyone here will soon be marching to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices be heard does not persuade us that the district court erred in finding that the first prong of the Brandenburg test Brandenburg test was was met. This isolated reference cannot inoculate President Trump against the conclusion that this made nearly an hour later to fight like hell immediately before sending rally goers to the Capitol within the context of larger speech and circumstances was not protected expression. This is what? where it's getting crazy because every week you have Democrats like Elizabeth Warren ginning her supporters up saying you need yeah. to fight like hell to defend yeah. medicare you need to fight like hell to defend uh defend obamacare right they, they do this that's the language they use remember you had uh chuck schumer in front of the supreme court telling people basically the same yeah and we said at the time we thought that, that crossed a line that that went a little bit too yeah. close to calling for violence the brandenburg test the fact that they think donald trump in his speech at the capitol met the brandenburg test which is that his his statements incited imminent lawless action is crazy. It's crazy. Because as as we just showed, it's about a mile and a half away. You can't walk there quickly. They the people who were there rushing the barricades were never at Trump's speech. No. They were never there. And they took and the, the barricades down. Yeah, they took the barricades down before Trump was even done talking. So to basically claim that Donald Trump incited lawless action and to take the totality of his speech in the context and apply that to people who weren't there, were a mile and a half away, had no cell service, because anyone who's been there knows you have no cell service on these days, can't watch it. His speech did not incite anything at the Capitol. It couldn't have. Yeah. The timeline doesn't work. The geography doesn't work. The technological limitations doesn't work. And we know from the timestamps that the people who pushed through that barricade first were there for the entirety of the speech. Oftentimes getting people arrested and returning and going back out into the crowd. You know, yeah. we still haven't gotten a number of the, the, the number of federal agents who were out and about no. that day. We still haven't seen all the video. It's still being protected. I, I 
still blown away by that one. But it, it, it just, you would be able to look at all the cameras and see the mood of the crowd. And if they were a slow moving crowd, wouldn't that remind you of the marches in Washington back in the sixties when people yeah. would march down the, everywhere? Yeah. And this looks the same. <clears throat> I mean, have you, I would love to see some video of people out there who are actually engaged in an insurrection and usually they're bloody. They're, they're, they're horrible. <laughs> you know, there, there's death, there's violence, there, there's moods in the crowd, there, there's hating of people. And it's just, I'm not seeing this here. And the yeah. idea that it's not protected speech, the president can have protected speech and, you know, inoculating him from, or, or not inoculating him from what, how, how it read in there. Like, well, they basically said, even though he said, go and peacefully and patriotically protest, they said that doesn't inoculate him from the fact that he told everyone to fight like hell to defend their country which is broad, generic, not yeah. calls to violence. Remember when Tim's were calling for people to hunt Republicans down in restaurants yeah. and yeah. yell them down? That's yeah. violence. That's inciting violence. Yeah. But yeah. they're not the, charged with the second bra, The second prong of the Brandenburg test is that the speaker has to intend for their speech to incite imminent lawless action. And the fact that Donald Trump said, go peacefully. And it was his intention originally to go with them. Yeah. To go with them. He intended for this, he wanted this to be a peaceful protest yeah. for sheer numbers to be petitioning the government for redress of grievances. This is a chilling attempt to criminalize protected First Amendment activity, not just speech, mm -hmm. right? Because it's, it's not just yeah. the act of speaking, putting bodies outside of the Capitol building and urging legislators to do x y or z is protected under the first amendment because you're petitioning the government for a grievance the grievance them saying the grievance was that the 2020 election was stolen yeah so they're they're trying yeah. to twist this language and when you see how they're doing it they're saying oh well even though there's a federal law that clearly defines it and even though trump wasn't um, indicted or convicted of that insurrection, we're going to go to Merriam-Webster's dictionary. And Merriam-Webster Merriam says that an insurrection is this, and therefore Donald Trump did it. it. That's what this is. And then we're sitting here one day, and we get this news that says Donald Trump's been removed from a ballot because of insurrection. For judge panel in Colorado say no yeah. even though that that there was like we said there's been no violence there was no call to action and he never intended for his his speech to cause an action other than protest right yeah. no violence i mean it's amazing how many people took selfies it was so violent yeah. they took selfies inside of the house yeah. when they were there and then they so were, violent they stayed between the velvet ropes ropes all the way through because they still love the country. They they weren't trying to take over the country. No. They were just sick of the outcome. And they believed it was false. And they wanted to tell the government, hey, this is our redress. Right? This is the problem. And let's be absolutely clear. They were not calling for Congress to be toppled. They no. were calling for a Republican majority in the House to exercise a lawful constitutional power to not certify an election they argued was fraudulent was was false don't certify false results 
And the law, the law has since been changed. The mm. irony of all of this is that the Democrats changed the law and are still saying that they never could have done it legally. But then they went around and changed the law to make sure you can't do it. Here's, here's how they defined insurrection. They went to Noah Webster's Dictionary from 1860. This is the Colorado decision. And they said that Webster defined insurrection as a rising against civil or political authority, the open and active opposition of a number of persons to the execution of law in a city or state. It is the equivalent to sedition, except that sedition expresses a less extensive rising of citizens. It differs from rebellion, for the latter expresses a revolt or an attempt to overthrow the government, to establish a different one, or to place the country under another jurisdiction. Donald Trump was not charged with sedition. Uh -uh. Sedition has been a crime in this country in one way, shape, or form for almost the entirety of the United States' existence. They have amended and repealed different definitions. You had the Alien Sedition Acts a long time ago. Now it's under the Espionage Act. But this has been a very clearly defined crime. And they're saying that the dictionary says insurrection is the equivalent to sedition. But Donald Trump didn't commit sedition uh -uh. at all. It doesn't matter. We think he did. We think he did. This opinion is weaker than lemonade at the circus. It's bad. Yeah. It's 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 not just weak, it's tasteless, right? It, it's like that waste of six bucks on it. You know what else drives me about this, Max, is that this feels like a movie where a I mean, like an oppressive king was trying to shove a bunch of stuff down people's throats and they'd, they'd want to rebel, but they couldn't anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is a movie yeah. where, where you, you try to take the lies and turn them into truth and turn the truth into lies just to get at a political outcome. And you only, in this movie, you know, it's about taking over a country. Yeah. And that's what the right's being accused of, right? That the biggest threat to democracy would be Trump and all of his supporters. Yet, they're actively engaging in, in, in behavior where the outcome would lead to the president not being on the ballot in other st in states. Yeah. And then some of that language says against the United States. So what authority would a state have to say whether a president could or could not appear on their ballot? Like, there's a really weird constitutional argument in there. Yeah. And, and it's a really interesting question because just to go back to the reason that this was put into the 14th amendment civil war is over and you had a bunch of people jefferson davis all these different yeah. confederates who now want to get back into politics and this section of the 14th amendment was ratified to basically say no if you were part of the rebellion against the united states in the confederacy you can't just run for office again unless yeah. congress clears you and there were some cases of Congress clearing them. There are other cases where they were where they were blocked, right? But that was the intention of this, a very clear-cut definition. If, if Jefferson Davis walked into any room, whether it be in the North or the South, and you asked everyone in the room, hey, did this guy engage in insurrection? Both sides would say yes. Mm -hmm. The South would be proud of it, right? No, they were. They'd be proud of it. They, they, would, they would get angry if anyone tried to say that he didn't. Right, because that was the yeah, whole point. Right. That was the whole point. More, yeah. In this case, you have a very murky definition, and it's being decided by four Democrat judges in Colorado, yeah. and one Democrat Secretary of State 
in Maine. The idea that the state itself can decide whether or not a, a candidate can be on the ballot is illogical. The whole point yeah. of this was to put federally recognized guidelines in to stop Southern insurrectionists, re rebels, Confederates, from running for office. Imagine if Jefferson Davis said, you know what, I want to run for president. Mm -hmm. And the, le the, the Supreme Court of Alabama said, yeah, I don't think you engaged in insurrection. I think it was a it was a good time. It was all it was all fine and good. Open games with all those all, all fine and yeah. good. You weren't an insurrectionist, so therefore we're putting you on the ballot. It's illogical. The whole point of this part of the Fourteenth Amendment is to restrict states from put, putting insurrectionists on the ballot. You, mm -hmm. it's illogical to say that the states themselves who are being restricted are the gatekeepers to decide. It, it makes right. no sense. It wouldn't. No sense whatsoever. Because then every state would have the authority to just remove people from ballots. And then you'd have a yeah. crazy election. I mean, you would never have a legitimate election again if that were the case. So yeah. where do these people get off? I mean, they, they think they, there's this moral high horse that they think they have. And they're riding it. And it's just a false moral high horse, Max. Yeah. Because they think they are above the, the Constitution, which means they think they're part of government that's above the rest of us. right? They think they're different than us. They think that was better for us. Shanna Bellows certainly does. She is the Democrat Secretary of State yeah. from Maine. Mm -hmm. as, as I said at the beginning, she was not popularly elected. Uh, I, I believe, and I, I think this is correct because I was reading about it earlier, that the Secretary of State in Maine is elected by the legislature. Mm -hmm. So it's indirectly popular mm -hmm. election, but it's not put to the ballot of the people. Yeah. So it's one person. And who is this person? This is someone who, for the last few years, has basically got caught up in this whole Donald Trump's an insurrectionist narrative. And she says that she's a democracy defender. Here's her running, uh, looks like a half marathon hmm, in Maine, good of her. wearing a democracy defenders t-shirt. Here's her with Joe Biden oh. palling around. Well, that's a pretty picture. <clears throat> Does she got an Don award there? Or is it? Oh, no, no, it's uh, someone's uh, shoulder. That's an ambulance. Uh, yeah. This is the clearest argument for bias i've ever seen oh this is a woman who we haven't even gotten into the tweets yet she, she just leans democrat on oh, yeah she just leans just a little to the left <clears throat> no she is unapologetically left so the very fact that she is palling around with donald trump's opponent in the upcoming election should disqualify her because we've said i said this on the show lots of times say it again the measurement the way to measure whether you have to recuse yourself in a case like this is whether you have created the appearance of impropriety the appearance of bias you don't have to prove bias beyond a reasonable doubt you don't have to prove impropriety beyond a reasonable doubt you just have to say if a reasonable person would look at all of these circumstances and say hey you know what you're you're biased you shouldn't be the one doing this that means you should step down and i'm sorry this picture of her sitting next to Biden smiling and now she's the one to stop Donald Trump from appearing on Maine, Maine's primary ballot and presumably also Maine's general election ballot. That's an obvious bias. No, that, I mean, full, first off, that's uh, that's big Biden's uh, body double. Second, the way they're holding hands like that and they're hanging out. Was that too much? Was it too soon? <laughs> yeah, the no. way they're holding hands like that, they're like, oh! I love yeah. you so much. That's throw it out the window.
throw it out the window. I mean, it's damning. I mean, look at that, dude. She obviously loves the Democratic Party. She's a democracy defender. So Democracy defenders. She's what about this one? This is a little irony. Her. her on Twitter. The fundamental oh. right of any American citizen to vote freely, fairly, and to have their vote counted is the premise of our democracy. The Constitution and the Bill of Rights are not values to be compromised away. The irony is she is stopping half of her state from voting for the front runner in both the GOP primary and, according to the polls, the general election. So much for free and fair. No, she's your vote can be counted as long as you your vote can be counted as long as you don't vote for the guy I don't like. Smarter. <laughs> well, when you say it like that, I mean, you can vote for anyone except, except for the one guy who's beating my best friend. Right. Can't and vote for him. Have you seen the picture of us together? We were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't vote for him. And what about this one? I mean, that that's the bias, that's right? Delicious. How old is that? 2022. So, yeah. <laughs> so th- that's like the appearance of bias that you, that she has affinity for Donald Trump's opponent, which is yeah. a legitimate argument that she shouldn't be able to decide this. Right. How about the fact that she already decided it before she heard any evidence, any testimony? Here's her from 2021 on Twitter. Whoa. The January 6th insurrection was an unlawful attempt to overthrow the results of a free and fair election. Today, 57 senators, including King Collins, found Trump guilty. That's short of impeachment, but nevertheless an indictment. The insurrectionists failed and democracy prevailed. Not saying not disappointed, he should have been impeached, but history will not treat him or those who voted against impeachment kindly. This is 2021. She has already decided. So if she wants us to believe that as the Secretary of State, this case was brought before her and it's her civic duty, she has to be the one to hear it. Hmm. And that she promised she would look at both sides and fairly decide. But her own social media posts show that she decided this years ago. What? She's well, felt this way for years. So like this one text would be enough to say, you know what? I, I, I see a little bit of bias there. I don't think you should be doing this. This, this is one, bias. This one, but you know. If she was a judge, if she was a judge oh, and she, and she was over. tweeting yeah. that Donald Trump was an insurrectionist and then he was actually charged with insurrection it went before her current court she would have to recuse herself because you can't have a judge who has openly said you're guilty then deciding whether you're innocent or guilty you it, it, it doesn't work like that yeah that, that's a textbook definition of bias what day was the inauguration it was the 14th of january uh 21st 20th 21st all right and this is from 213 thing she was just like days away saying this yeah like there hadn't even been releases of major yeah. information, yeah. right? And she's making this statement. So yeah. either this is a really well-concocted plan or it was just coincidence. It's just coincidence that she would say those kind of things. But I mean, look at the history of how long she's been making these kind of statements. But she's yeah. an elected official, Max. She doesn't have to recuse herself. There's no requirement for her to do that as far as I understand it. Well, well in this case, she should have. Because oh. this wasn't her as an elected official. This was her being the arbiter, hearing the case. Oh. So, so like the, the part of the law that she used was oh. administrative law, basically election law, dealing with whether or not something. So it's not a court of law, but she's still supposed to be calling balls and strikes. Yeah. Right. Mm. So this isn't just that she has a bigger strike zone for the guy she likes and a smaller strike zone for the guy she hates. 
she's already written in the box score who she wants right. to win. It's already win and loss column for her. And the game hasn't even been played. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 here's the part that really gets me. So she says on Wednesday, December 27th, 16 days after Donald Trump learned that she would preside over the hearing in this matter. And shortly before issuing her decision, Mr. Trump filed a motion requested that I disqualify myself due to alleged bias. I agree. She denied it. That motion is denied as untimely. Moreover, had the motion been timely, I would have determined that I could preside over this matter impartially and without bias. My decision is based exclusively on the record before me, and it has in no way been influenced by my political affiliation or my personal views about the events of January 6, 2021. So it doesn't matter that I'm best friends with his opponent. It doesn't matter that I've already decided he's an insurrectionist in my heart of hearts. I promise that I'll just do this fairly. So that's only untimely if Donald Trump knew the decision was coming the next day. Right? I mean, she's calling it untimely, retroactively, looking back, that Donald Trump should have known I was almost done. Yeah. And, but like, here's the thing. Like, this is the Christmas holiday, right? This this is the 16-day period over the Christmas holiday. What if, legitimately, they learned about how horrible she was 16 days in? Yeah. I mean, it's only untimely like latches would only the the concept of latches would only come into play if he if they knew that she was biased and ran out the clock and waited a long time yeah it is perfectly reasonable like 16 days i mean that people file these motions later than that yeah 16 days is not long in the world of law and and order i mean it there's some cases the last year you know what i'm saying just yeah some of that stuff takes forever. And I hate the word untimely. Like this isn't, it didn't fit my timetable. So I can assure you I'm unbiased. Well, it, it, reminds, it, 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 it was untimely yeah. for the court. It reminds me of Pennsylvania after the 2020 election mm. that the Supreme Court said, yeah, you have an argument that this was all unconstitutional, but you waited too long. So we're going to let it, we're going to let it slide. Let it slide. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's, that's kind of. Mm. And it's not a bubble. Like she's trying to make that those sixteen days out to be a bubble. It, it, it didn't happen in a bubble. Other people were pressuring her to do things in that sixteen day window, very publicly, very unapologetically, talking about how she's going to stick it to Trump. Yeah. So it is perfectly reasonable for that sixteen day period, Donald Trump, to learn enough about her, both past and present, to want to file that motion. And I'm sorry, 16 days is not untimely. No. It is not. Two days over two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, not, and, it's, it's and, not that and, much. And it's over the Christmas holiday. You know, it, it's, That's it's under, yeah. if, you, if you include Christmas and Christmas Eve, it's under two weeks. If you take those out, it's under two weeks. And the thing is, is she can't, like, listening to that statement, she can't see past her own bias. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the language there, I am confident I will be unbiased, even though I know I've said these things, even though she knew she was taking those yeah. pictures, even though she probably donates to those causes, yeah. she would be unbiased. I mean, just just giving money to to the to the party would be enough to recuse most judges. Right. Yeah. And, and they would. And, right. They should. And he, and like the other side of this is you're absolutely right. The other side of this is when you're talking about rights. 
when you're talking about the rights of Donald Trump as an individual to be on the ballot and the rights of the people of Maine to be able to vote for the candidate of their preference. When rights are at play, there's no save by the bell, right? So use a boxing term, not the TV show boxing. You can't run out the clock and say, oh, well, you waited too long to try and defend your own rights. Therefore, we're allowed to violate them. That's not how it works. Yeah. Your, your rights, your, your freedoms are everlasting. They're evergreen, right? Completely evergreen. So when you see something like this and you see them say, oh, Donald Trump, you waited too long. You waited too long to defend your right to have a trial before an unbiased arbiter. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you get me, Joe Biden's best friend and someone who's already decided you're guilty two years ago. <clears throat> it make it it's unfair it it's it runs against the most basic tenets of our judicial system i mean these are foundational yeah. premises that wow. you are innocent until proven guilty mm -hmm. and the government has the obligation to prove your guilt beyond a reasonable doubt and that you have the right to a jury before your peers you have the right to confront your accuser right all these mm -hmm. things yep i'm not gonna list them all but all these things the the and the reason that's in the Constitution is because the British didn't give the colonists those things. No. The king could change his mind one day and say, I want this to be a crime. Parliament ratifies it, and it's applied retroactively. Well, you're a, you're a criminal for what you did two years ago, even though it wasn't a crime then, it's a crime right. now. That, that was how it went. So there is a very legitimate, like him saying you're biased. You can't, you, you have to rule on that motion. Yeah. Like she didn't rule on the motion. She ruled on it in her decision. Wow. So like, that's another thing. Like if this was a court of law, you're not allowed to do that. You have to, you can dismiss the yeah. motion and then, and then explain it, but you have to basically, you can't just ignore motions. Wow. This is you know deep, I mean? like, this is, this is deep, Max. And, and, and nobody's talking about it for the most part. You know, most people just they just hear about a couple of judges who says Trump can't be there and they then they don't care. Yeah. It, there there was one witness. I believe there was one witness and it was the plaintiff, the guy suing. No witnesses brought in on the history of the Constitution. No eyewitnesses um, on what happened at, at January, January 6th. Ear witnesses, people were there and heard it. Instead, she cited YouTube videos. Which again maybe they're legitimate but how do you know that that's real you know what i mean like you can't a court couldn't just say i like to enter into evidence this youtube video and that's the only bit we're going to talk about this and whatever's on youtube is the 100 percent truth and you can't present any alternatives you can't look at other camera angles that's what she's saying <clears throat> it's like a mob trial. like yes. a mob trial where the, the mob controls the judge yeah it's a kangaroo court. This just unbelievable. You know, I, I was pissed the day I heard that they had done that in Colorado. And, you know, everybody here is like, don't worry. Supreme Court's not going to knock it down. It's not going to happen. You, you, it, it just won't. It just won't. Right. And part of me is like, yeah, it could. Good. Right. It really, really could. And why are we just sitting on our asses doing nothing about it when we should be protesting in the streets over it? 
if there's anything to start protesting and getting out and having your voice heard over, this was it. Which makes yeah. me really worried, Max, because nobody really did anything. There was no ma- there, there was no well, coverage. In Colorado, the there is. In Colorado, there is. And Josh, I was on vacation. Took my family to Florida. Yeah. yeah. Right. I I I had my phone, but I disconnected. Yeah. I I got a little bit of push notifications, but I say, you know what, vacation. Right. I'll read it maybe later, but let's turn off. Just kept getting. I was getting people. Yeah. I was getting, yeah, yeah. I was getting people sending me videos on my private social media, which I'm fine with, but people talk to me, it's fine. Videos saying, hey, you were on the news. And I'm like, what, what do you mean I'm on the news? Like, you were on the news. Where? In Colorado. Why was I on the news in Colorado? I haven't lived in Colorado in four years. Yeah. Oh, well, they're talking about the, the Colorado Supreme Court. I, I, I've been on vacation. I haven't said anything about that. How am I on the news? Oh, well, Joe Oatman's having a, a rally and they're playing all the old videos of him wanting to hang people. So I'm on TV. I'm on vacation. And I, I, I haven't even weighed in on this. Haven't even read about it. I'm getting people sending me these oh clips gosh. of you're on the news because there are, there are political figures in Colorado who want to hang the Supreme Court justices and they're playing old footage of Joe calling for people to be killed for whatever reason. And you're on screen next to him, and you're just sitting there. Yeah, yeah, and you did. You just sat there going, we, we, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> and, and my eyes, I like looking around. Like yeah. uh, th- those weren't comfortable times. And mm-hmm. the funny thing is mm-hmm. that the media, the news, never plays like the next bits of those clips where I say, "No, we can't do that, Joe." Yeah, they, right, they, right, they never right, play right, that right, bit because right. yeah, 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 yeah. I did that all the time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We, no, we can't just no, we, can't. That's a no. we can't just drag <laughs> school administrators behind a car until their limbs fall. Right. We can't just do that. But that never gets played. No, instead it's no. just be sitting there. Like, yeah, uh, let's play. like there were times it just got uncomfortable. Quiet, <laughs> no dead air, no dead air. Ma- no Mandy, dead air. Mandy just put in the comment section on YouTube. I'm sorry, I didn't know you're on vacation. Yeah. It's okay. I appreciate it. I I appreciate it. I, it was just, it was, it was a surprise. It, it shocked me. Uh, but I also, I had a feeling I, of what it was when, yeah. when Mandy sent that to me. We can play. I pulled the clips. Do it. Let's play it. Man. This Let's is uh, Kyle Clark. Kyle Clark, uh, who uh, some allege he has Antifa affiliations. He's a favorite. Uh, yeah. Here is, uh, here's the first one. You said this is a conspiracy. You're an election denier. Well, guess what? It's true. Trent Lisey, Republican running to replace Congressman Ken Buck, says the Colorado Supreme Court justices who took Donald Trump off the ballot should be arrested and tried for treason, which is punishable by death. Lisey is planning a rally this weekend alongside conservative activist Joel Altman, who has called for the mass executions of elected officials, journalists, and others. The adequate response for treason is 100% being hung by your neck till you're dead. I don't even care if you're two inches off the ground as long as you can't breathe and you're a traitor to our nation. So, Strong I guess words. we'll fact check it. Treason, like, I don't want to be like the pro-treason guy, but yeah. treason doesn't require death. It, it's an option, but it isn't like everyone who's convicted has to be whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and generally, when they did hang people, if they liked the person, they would give them uh, a long drop if, if they had a long drop yeah. then their neck would break right what he's describing is is the mean way to do it the short drop where your neck doesn't break and you're yeah. an inch above the ground and you just suffocate and you die over the course of a minute yeah 
that's the really mean way to do it. Um, but I'm, I'm coming up here in a second. I said it. Sorry. Sorry. Vengeance is God's, but consequences belong to us. NBC News reports the FBI is now involved in investigating threats against Colorado Supreme Court justices. No way. Lysian Oltman will be joined at the weekend rally by Tig Tigan, founder of the Arms Group <laughs> United American Defense Force, who called the justices tyrannical dictators, using a hashtag that refers to the deaths of tyrants. Tigan has used similar language for FBI officials in Colorado, who he warned last month, your blood will be shed and saying that traitors at the FBI can hang. It's not fundamentally flawed to talk about hanging tre treason, treasonous traitors. It's not. What it is, is it's a fact. The head of Colorado's Republican <laughs> there it is. has recently said that- My claim to fame. I'm on the news just like- <laughs> <laughs> There were times that I would see you through the glass, uh, on, on the cue screen and I'd be listening and how many times I watched you, I just go, <laughs> yeah, and and not on that news channel, not on that news clip, is me frantically typing yes. to Josh, turn it off, right? Pull the plug on the computer, you just and I'm like, turn off the lights, <laughs> rip out the Ethernet cord, just just do it. Yeah, no, instead, instead it's just me like, uh huh. Like, oh, and it, it's not the only clip, good. not the only clip. Colorado Supreme Court justices. Multiple days. I was on multiple days. You're now facing. You're on what is that nine? A Republican candidate for Congress in Colorado says those judges should be arrested and tried for treason, which is punishable by death. Trent Lisey is also planning a rally in Douglas County alongside a conservative activist who has explicitly called for the mass execution of his political opponents. Lisey's trying to align himself as the most pro-Trump candidate running to replace Congressman Ken Buck. Lisey has identified the four quote-unquote traitor justices by name and messages to his supporters. He has called their decision this week treason and tyranny. Lisey says he'll hold a rally December 30th at a gun store owned by conservative activist Joe Oltman, oh. a man who has openly called for the killing of his political opponent, sometimes no. by name, sometimes more generally. You are a traitor. There you are looking at your phone. You're texting <laughs> so me right there. To, uh, Governor Polis. Gallows. I had to yeah. stretch that rope. <laughs> oh, boy. And I want to send the media <laughs> to the gallows, the mainstream media to the gallows, radical leftists to the gallows, traitors to our nation to the gallows. So I actually appreciate this. They kept the clip just long enough for me to respond. Oh boy. And I want to oh boy. I appreciate it. Like yeah, 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 so yeah, many yeah. times they've played that clip and they just and they the only thing you see is me just go I don't, like uh, at least that seen them all, right? They've been scrubbing yeah, the video. Oh, they, yeah, they've yeah. seen your faces right. Like there could be like a like a highlighted video of you just going Yeah. Yeah, 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 going, yeah. And she's texting furiously. Like, oh, Shut it off. <laughs> I was uh, literally telling you, rip out the Ethernet cord. <laughs> so, like, like if, mute if, it. If I didn't see it in like coming all caps, like yeah, gosh, for the love gosh, of God, gosh, for gosh. the love of God, turn it off. <laughs> then I look down and I'm like, oh dear God. <laughs> I can never go to the bathroom. I never knew what was going to happen. Yeah, next, yeah, right? yeah, I, I was just like, oh. I know, I know, I know. Oh, Lord. But <laughs> I, I, I appreciate at least in that clip. Yeah. They at least did the, oh, boy. Right. So, new respect for Kyle Clark. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have any respect for him. Yeah. Because, no. like, 
at the end of the day, it's still like you can disagree with Joe on different things. It's still journalistic malpractice to take that clip and say that Joe has called for his political opponents to be killed. Right. Um, Because that's that's very similar to when Donald Trump says like, oh, illegal aliens are criminals. The media comes out and says Donald Trump says Hispanics are criminals. You know what I mean? Like it's expanding it to include more than what he said. And even what he said is an oh boy moment. But he didn't say what they say, he said. Yeah, um, yeah like I, I, I certainly give that to him. And it's kind of funny because you know it just shows you the slippery slope of what people start saying and doing yeah. that turns into what would would rise to the level of insurrection or, or sedition at that point. And then, oh, yeah. you know, you, you, that's the only they put you in jail, right? I mean, they'd be able to it let is, It is the game of telephone that every time they report this, it gets a little bit more like the first one we showed, like he's called for people to be tried for treason. And then it just completely just gets a little bit limited. He wants to kill everyone who disagrees with him. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> All right. it, it, it just balloons. It just keeps evolving. Yeah. <laughs> right? It just keeps evolving beyond what was actually said. Um, but the irony of all of this is that when they say Donald Trump committed insurrection, remember, we just looked at that little bit from, uh, Webster's dictionary, which said insurrection is equivalent to sedition and sedition in the United States can be a, a capital offense. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about treason. So they have their, they, their pearl clutching at, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This, this conservative influencer. Oh, he said that they should be tried for treason. Why should they be tried for treason? Because they uh, they unilaterally declared that Donald Trump had committed treason without a trial. You know what I mean? Like that. Right. They're accusing us of being mad because they're doing the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like it reminds me of like Sheila Jackson Lee. Remember that? She she kind of did the yeah. same thing. She even called for like his, his violent removal. She said a few things about Trump where I, I thought she was going to get a visit from uh, the Secret Service. Right? You know, yeah. a few things where you're like, hmm. so. But that was just speech. That was just old Sheila being a little crazy, right? I mean, having a good time with words. But, you know, oh my God, I can't believe they're going to... Imagine imagine if Donald Trump Trump was convicted of treason. Mm -hmm. Let's just imagine that. He was convicted of treason. I don't think it would be possible, but imagine it. Okay. And it went all the way up to the Colorado Supreme Court. Mm. They wouldn't be the one here, but let's just presume. Yeah, okay. If it was the same exact set of circumstances, the same exact like evidence, and instead of saying whether Trump should be on the ballot, the question being appealed was, should Donald Trump be put to death for committing treason? They would say yes. You bet. They would say he committed the crime and the sentence is just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the part everyone's missing. Whether mm-hmm. it's the Colorado Supreme Court or um, Bellows, Shenna Bellows in Maine, they aren't just acting as the arbiter deciding Donald Trump's fate, right? These are the same people who would be in the streets celebrating if Donald Trump was received a, a capital conviction, right? Mm-hmm. If, if he received a death penalty. They, they'd be ecstatic, over the moon. These are people that want to put him in prison for the rest of his natural life anyway. Mm-hmm. And they clutch their pearls when people say hey actually i think you're acting like a dictator and i think you should you should be charged with treason 
and you should be prosecuted. That's too far? Like, come on. Right. Come on. What we've seen here is a clear line being drawn that it's okay for the left mm -hmm. to very actively accuse someone of treason, but the minute someone on the right does it, it's unacceptable. That's wild. And they, they love the, the power message that sends, right? We're willing to go after the leader of the very thing that you guys all love enjoy, and we're willing yeah. to destroy that. We're just yeah. not willing to destroy it. We want to tear it down in every level. We will call you Nazis to do it. We will make up crimes in the states to keep people off ballots. We will we, we will go after people who have not been convicted of crimes to send that message, yeah. and we will jail your ass. You are two steps away from being in jail for, for exercising your rights. And I always yeah. say that they, they, they are, they're constantly criminalizing your rights. I want to pull up this before. Oh, wrong one. I want to pull up this before we run out of time. Okay. Uh, this is from the main decision. And this is highlighted a sentence that I was shocked to see. And the sentence is quote, the secretary has also had to consider novel and difficult questions of state and federal constitutional law. That means that she is trailblazing this decision and she is not following precedent. This is a big deal, like legally, constitutionally, judicially, this is a big deal because typically you don't have an executive branch official saying, well, this is a novel and a difficult question and therefore I'm going to be the one to decide it. You know what I mean? Like it, it right, you leave that up year. to the court of appeals. You leave that up to the federal district court. You leave that up to the Supreme court. The Supreme court looks at the novelty of questions and, and charts new pathways. It it's, it's, a, it's hubris. It's, it's truly arrogant. believing it's arrogance It's believing that they, she is so right. And she is so spot on that it's okay for her to do what's never been done. It's okay for her to trailblaze and do it her own way because it's worth it. The ends justify the means. And that, and that's the most dangerous place you can be in as a country. As soon as the ends start justifying the means, you've lost the country. You've lost it. Yeah. You're, you're a step away from the, you know, horrible. We've seen what happens in other countries where this yeah. go bad, you know, the machetes and, um, yeah. It's escaping my mind, but uh, the Rwanda, name Rwanda, 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 yeah, yeah, Rwanda and a yeah. genocide. That that is the perfect example of when it starts to go me against you, and yeah. then it's not a, not too much of a stretch to start calling people things less than human. No, it's not, and they're already doing it. You're already an insurrectionist. You're an insurrectionist, right? You, they you use don't this stand for democracy. Where was it that they used this for a local race? Oh, it, it was it was um, it was in New Mexico. They yeah. used it for that. I mean, they've already done it. They're already doing it. And it's not a big step yeah. to say that you're an insurrectionist, so you shouldn't be allowed to vote. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be free. You should just go to prison forever. I mean, like, the, right. these are people who are excited at the prospect of the 45th president going to prison forever. Yeah. I mean, but, they sound but like... we're the radical ones if we say, oh, that's actually tyrant behavior. We shouldn't be surprised by this. Obama comes out swinging that we're going to fundamentally change the country. Yeah. In what was that, 08? 
I think mm -hmm. is the one that was his real big speech where he says, we're going to change this thing. And we get two terms and the craziest changes that came come out of that era, right? They went after the healthcare. Yeah. So now they've got this record for you. You know, how long is it before your healthcare record is tied to your voting record and is tied to your driving oh, record yeah. and is tied to your oh, home yes. record? Your, so, your social your credit so score. Social credit, credit score. score. Yeah. And, and we sit here like, let this happen. Well, we've been letting it happen for the past 23 years, really. It's a frog in the in the pot. Yeah. And, and, and now we're looking around like, what are we going to do about it? And I'm afraid people will not do anything about it because they'll have scared everybody into not acting. Yeah. And and this is where we have a little we can go a little over. Um, yeah. Uh, if you if you have time. Um, this is where I see a nexus because when we're talking about what do we want to talk about today? I want yeah. to talk about this. But I also want to talk about that Nikki Haley thing. We don't have to play the clip. Everyone's seen yeah. it. Uh, it was a Democrat operative, very obviously a Democrat operative, at one of her town halls in New Hampshire and asked her a very simple question of what caused the Civil War. Yeah. Now, the the okay, the, the answer that you have to give is slavery. Yeah. And the answer that she gave was it was a fight over freedoms and what people are and are not allowed to do. Now, the answer she gave very clearly was about secession, whether states can or yeah. cannot secede. But apparently, and I did TikTok about this, apparently you are unelectable, you're a bigot, if you don't answer slavery. slavery. And that's a correct answer on a social studies test in middle school, hmm. that the Civil War was caused, was a fight over slavery. The Civil War was a fight over secession whether or not the South could secede. The South seceded largely because of slavery, but that was not the only reason. All these states released their reasons for seceding. Texas, one of the reasons that they gave were they were pissed that the government wasn't doing a good enough job protecting them from Mexican bandits. I mean, that's in the, that's in the primary source document. So obviously slavery is what did it, but it wasn't the only reason, right? They, these states were worried about tariffs, worried about economic policy, taxation. Slavery, slavery was the boiling point, but they had other reasons too. And it's perfectly fine to give that explanation of oh, this was about many things. Like Nikki Haley, I don't like Nikki Haley. I don't want her to be president. Yeah. She's an Indian American. Like, let, let's dispatch this, this nonsense that she's pro-slavery. <laughs> let's just right. dispatch right, it. Yeah. <clears throat> go take a college course on American history. You know, there's a reason they stop at the civil war, yeah. right? Cause it was a pivotal moment, but slavery was one of the catalysts. Certainly yeah, it became an issue that they like, that's why the Republican party was made, right? It was yeah. to, to, to aggressively fight slavery. Well, the ab that's why the abolitionists joined it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, now I lost my train of thought, but where was I? Where was I at? <laughs> We're going over and I lose my train um, of thought. The Republican, Republican Party was created because of that. Because of that catalyst issue, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there were so many things that lead to it. And in college, you, you learn that, you know, it, it's just not one event. Yes, there were lots of people who didn't want slavery, but it, it was it was the main reason is, is Lincoln was trying to hold the country together. You, it, The country was on the precipice of splitting in two yeah. to, the, to the wealthy Southern Democrats, right? And, and, and their their plantations, their wealth, right? Yeah. It was the richest people in the country at the time trying to, to force an issue and to keep their slavery because that's how they made profit, right? I mean, you, you don't want to start paying yeah. people for, for the labor. 
X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But the issue of and, and we're anti-slavery. Let's just let's yeah, just, yeah, we're, we're totally anti-slavery. anti-slavery. Yeah, anti-slavery. yeah, just to get that out there. But we we have to be very clear that very few people who fought on the on the South Side owned slaves yeah. or personally benefited from slavery in any way. The vast, vast majority of the hundreds of thousands of soldiers who died fighting for the Confederacy had no horse in that race. They had no connection to slavery. The North, the vast majority of the people in the North who went to fight were not going to free the slaves. The answer, the example I gave in my TikTok that I put out yesterday, which, which got a fair number of views, was looking at this map. This map shows the breakdown of the states, what they were like at the time of the secession. And not every slave state seceded. Missouri, Kentucky, West Virginia, Maryland, and Delaware stayed in the Union, and they were slave states. The slaves, the slaves in, yeah, Joe Biden's home. The slaves in those states were the last ones to be freed. And they were only freed after Congress took action and amended the Constitution. All of the slaves in the South were freed before those five states on the border. So if you want to believe that the Union Army was this morally superior abolitionist fighting force, and the only reason they were marching to war was to free every slave that they found, you need to give a really good answer for why the armies from Pennsylvania, New York, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, why they marched through Maryland and they left the slaves in bondage, why they marched through West Virginia, Kentucky, and Missouri on their way south and left slaves in bondage. If they were the morally superior abolitionist fighting force, you would think that before fighting the enemy, they would free the slaves en route, but they didn't. They didn't. The Union Army was not an abolitionist fighting force. There was an active debate in Congress on whether or not the Union should be fighting to stop slavery. Some said yes, others did not. The first draft of the constitutional amendment that would have given freed slaves rights would not have given them voting rights. There was a debate in the Senate on whether freed slaves should have equal protection under the law. To say that this was just a gimme, a given, that, oh, they were always going to get this because the whole North was, was on board, it just isn't true. The Civil War was fought over secession. They seceded because largely slavery, but not exclusively, largely slavery. So if you, if you, you see, this is, it's okay as a middle school answer, Civil War is about slavery. But if you have a reading level above the eighth grade, you should give a better answer. And Nikki Haley's answer wasn't perfect, but it was closer to that better answer than it was Civil War's about slavery, full stop. Her answer was a panic answer. And that's what yeah. people don't want to admit. It was a panic answer. She didn't know what to say. You just can't go to a no comment moment, right? You just can't say no comment. You know, we've never heard a president do that. But she was unprepared, man. I mean, the saying is they've caught with their pants down. They just she didn't know what to do. And that is politics, right? They're gonna paint that in so many different levels and ways. And then before you know it, you're being called a racist because you're just trying to formulate an answer that's 
going to yeah. be least offensive. We live in a world where your answers have to like be the least offensive to people. And to be very clear, if she said the Civil War was just about slavery, she would offend a lot of people yeah. in the South who say, no, nah, it was about more than just slavery. Right. It was the war and, more than aggression. Yeah, yeah. And, and and some of that is true. Some of that is is a little bit weird the way that they, they argue that. But I, I think that's where that answer came from. That answer didn't come from her being pro-slavery. That answer came from wanting to make sure she gave an answer that didn't turn off people in the Republican Party sure. who say it was the war of northern aggression. It was it was about states' rights, secession. Right. Yeah, totally unprepared. It was like being put having a quiz, pop quiz put in front of you like that, and she just she failed it, man. Yeah. I mean, we've mm -hmm. all done it. And it's yeah. it's 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 cheap politics, but it works, you know, it gives you the sound bite. It gives you guys like us sitting there talking about it, right? I mean, it it just shows you she's. They use it as the, it shows you that she's not ready, right? That becomes the excuse for it. You're obviously not ready for this. You're not ready for the big stage if you can't give those kind of answers. And yeah, I want to know people that you know if we get attacked, know what to do. Yeah, those are the decisions I have. Yeah, but the reason I want to bring this up, the reason I want to bring this up is because coming back from vacation and seeing them taking Trump off the ballot and seeing an active attempt to quite literally steal an election. I mean, that's what that would be. If you said that only one major party could have their candidate on the ballot, that's, that's dictatorship. That's banana Republic kind of nonsense, right? When you look at how the South felt, Putting aside the actual slave owners, the plantation owners, who had a real financial interest in it, interest in preserving slavery. Just looking at the average Southerner, you look at the election, Abraham Lincoln being elected, and that was kind of, it was their greatest fear being realized. Because in the lead up to the Civil War, I'll put that map back up again. In the lead up to the Civil War, there was a really big debate and argument over what new territories should be. Should they be slave territories, free territories? Because the fear for the South and the North was that if there was too many free fr new states coming in that were free states and too many slave states, that could disrupt the balance of power mm -hmm. and change the country. So the South obviously worried that if too many free state, free states were admitted, that would mean slavery was done. Because every state gets two senators, every state gets uh, gets delegates yeah. for the Electoral College, and they get congressmen. So you start bringing more and more free states, it's only a matter of time before they eventually just get rid of slavery. That was the fear for the South. So when you look at this map going in, and you see, okay, well, what happened? California was made a, slave, made a free state. Mm -hmm. well, California, much of California, I'd venture to say most of California, was below the Mason-Dixon line. Oh yeah, like you you look at this yeah. this line magical line like right around here. Right, you follow that out. The majority of California is below the Mason Dixon line, and you're saying, oh whoa whoa whoa, California's a free state. Then you see Kansas, Kansas below or at least some of it's below that Mason Dixon line. That's right Kansas on the border. Was a free state. There was a rush. Yeah. When Kansas was admitted, there was a literal. You ever hear like people say like, oh well. Maybe we should all just move to Texas and change the way, te make Texas go blue. Or what mm -hmm. if we all just moved to New York and made New York red? That happened in Kansas when it was becoming a state. 
there were slave owners rushing to Kansas mm-hmm. so that when they finally had the vote, there would be slave owners in Kansas, right? Um, or slave slavery supporters. So when you see how these chips are falling, and then you see Abraham Lincoln elected on the back of these new states coming in, mm-hmm. disrupting that balance of power, and Abraham Lincoln saying, we're going to get rid of slavery. I don't support slavery, but I can understand the South saying, you know what, that thing we were worried about happening eventually is going to happen tomorrow. We're out of here. We're out of here. Yeah. And the feeling, and I, 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 I caution myself to describe it this way because people who want to defend slavery are terrible, 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 right? But in terms of the the feeling of disenfranchisement of how you would feel in the South, seeing this mad rush to bring new free states in, electing a president who says he's going to get rid of the whole institution. I imagine that felt similar to how people in Colorado feel right now. The idea that you just can't, you you can't vote. It's already decided. It's already decided. That was the first feeling and thought I had when I saw it all come down. I thought, my God, they've just completely removed my choice on who I want to vote for. Democrats taking away a choice. I mean, the irony of that statement Mm. kind of blows me away. But I, I couldn't vote for anybody for president. I would have to write it in. I think I put something out on on X saying, you know, you know, hashtag write it in or something stupid. They said they said it wouldn't even count if you wrote it in. That's Colorado. I know. So I could come up with it because I had no other way to to try to vote for Donald Trump. I can't go to another state in time, you know, because I just can't make the move. I can't afford the move. Everyone's like, you can just go go to another state, live there and vote. No, I I, I can't do that. I'm I'm here. I'm stuck here. Right. I've got nothing. I I was like, where do I go from here? I've just been told by my government, the state government, that I can't vote for president of the United States. And when I can't. I can no longer trust the authority of the state. That's what I was thinking. They're, 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 they're not there for me. I am not, they're not working for us. They're, they're only working for themselves. I, I, I can't trust their authority in anything. They, what authority do they have to do any of that? To tell me how to live and how to vote. It, that was, that was the one Max. This is the one I thought there would actually be people getting up and doing something and it's not and, happening, which I'm glad for, but it needs to change. We're closer to it it happening than we've ever been since the Civil War. And I'm not I'm not defending slavery. I, I really don't want to defend slavery at all. I just want to call attention to the feeling of disenfranchisement, of looking at this map and seeing they brought Kansas, California in as free states. Look at these other territories that are coming down the pike. If each one of these territories is state, they didn't know they were going to turn all these, they were going to turn these six territories into like 15 no. states, right? They yeah, could they never have imagined that. Yeah. Even if those, even if those six territories, Washington, Dakota, Nebraska, Colorado, Utah, Nevada, even if they all just became one state each, that still would have ended slavery. Yeah. Right? Because they each get so two votes in the Senate. Yeah. It would be it would be over. The feeling of that feeling of like, oh, well, this is this is rigged against me. We had an agreement that any state above this line would, would go one way, below this line would go the other way. They broke the agreement, and now they're just trying to ram this through. Mm-hmm. It just, it 
the lead up to the Civil War, it feels like what we're experiencing right now. Yeah. Taking the slavery bit out of it, mm-hmm. the disenfranchised side of it, that it doesn't matter what you say or do, you can't vote for the person you want to vote for. We're never going to let you vote for the person you vote for. And you just have to accept the guy you hate. You hate with every fiber of your being. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter that he's going to infringe on your rights and he's going to violate your rights. You got to accept it because you're not allowed to vote for the guy that you want. <clears throat> I could understand. Right. Like, I don't support violence, but I can understand the people looking at this and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't vote for the 45th president of the United States to become the 47th president of the United States. I, I can't, I can't do that That's... in Colorado or, or Maine. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump won one electoral vote in Maine. Yeah. I mean, like this, this is not like a, a solidly blue state was going to lose anyway. Yeah. There's supporters there. Yeah, Max. I, I, I just sit around and think to myself, they, they, there's, there's not much else they can take away from me now before there's nothing left you know and if i've got nothing left well what, people here, who have nothing left are well it's it's the tail it's the tail of the boxes yeah. you have the soapbox you want you want an act change you stand up on your soapbox well no you can't because we just saw the criminalization of the first amendment you can't say go patriotically and peacefully protest that's a crime now soapbox is out right the ballot box, voting for Go what on. you want. Nope, can't can't vote for Donald Trump in Colorado or Maine. Sorry, done. Ballot box is out. The jury box. Nope, sorry, jury's rigged. Uh, we're just gonna ram these indictments down your throat in solidly blue districts. Just deal with it. What's the last box that's left? The strength of my vote. The cartridge box. Mm. The four boxes: soap box, ballot box, jury box cartridge box ammo box that's the idea that if every other recourse for trying to enact change fails you feel like you have no choice but to resort to the ammo box the cartridge box which is armed rebellion civil war it's a good thing there's eight hundred thousand people coming across the border who can get provisional votes in the state of colorado on top of that not only do i can't vote but my vote becomes diluted and nearly worthless yeah when non-citizens of the united states can vote in elections i just don't have a home anymore max i i love colorado i never left it because i thought to myself this is my state i have to fight for it and i mean we've <laughs> i do it at the i do it at the ballot box i do it talking on shows like this i do it supporting what we did prior right i mean that was the whole point was to try to yeah. fight in the ways that were peaceful and are intellectual but when your your opponent in those fights takes away your ability to win it's not a game anymore it's a fight i want want to show you this before we wrap i want to show you this talking about illegal aliens coming across the border we have hit for the last three months we've hit a very sobering milestone where for the last three months there are now more encounters with border patrol agents then there are American births in those three months. Hey, man. 
I, 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 got nothing. I don't know what to say there. I'm, I, 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 I'm really upset as it is with the state of Colorado. I'm really upset with the administration the way it is. And I keep saying, um, it doesn't, I don't care the cost. If you don't belong here, send them home nicely, peacefully, but send them home. You don't belong yeah. here. Yeah. Hold on one second. My son's, my son's at the door. I figured. Cute kids. My cat was sitting there harassing earlier. So yeah, he doesn't. Are, are he doesn't know. He's he's looking at the clock, saying it's 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 after hours. What are you doing? Going this late? is where we're supposed to be hanging uh, out, Dad. All right, let's wrap him up, and then we can, we can wrap it. But I want to show you this because it's it's very sobering that there are now more. It's not just talking about all immigrant immigrants, illegal aliens, more illegal aliens coming into the country in the last three months than Americans being born. You could never win election again, Max. You, it's a complete cultural replacement. Yeah. yeah. But replacement theory is not a real thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it for this edition. If you like this podcast, make sure you share, 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 comment, comment, comment. Give us a thumbs up. Support the links in the description if you want to help support the show. Um, we're going to be back going three days a week now that Christmas and our vacations are over. So make sure you tune in for that. Um, that's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And I am Josh Hammerling. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country is not over yet. And apparently that's insurrection language. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together peacefully and patriotically. See you next time. <laughs>